He's going to, the Lord's going to use him tonight. Would you open your spirit? Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Um, over the course of the last four years of my life, there's a transitioning that the Lord does in our lives if we allow him to make changes in us and through us. And, you know, I'm thankful for the men of God that have been placed in my life, brothers and sisters that have been placed in my life and the people that I'm able to reach to when I need to reach. And I'm thankful for that. And, and before we begin tonight, um, you know, let, let's pray and let's ask the Lord to, to allow his word to minister to us tonight. So with that, we'll begin. Lord Jesus, we just ask that your word ministers to our spirits tonight, God. That your word will get in us and we can receive what you have for us tonight, God. We open our minds to you. We open our spirits to you in unity and one accord, in one spirit, Jesus. We ask that your word be food for our soul and food for our spirit. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Um, I'd like us to open this, our, our Bibles up to the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 22. I'm going to read out of the New King James Version, so if that's okay with everybody. Um, I'm still reading, I still read the King James Version. I'm just, I'm kind of back and forth. I see, a word that, I see a word sometimes that I don't understand, and I'm like, so I jump back and forth to try to figure it out. And I was reading a word, I found a word in here in, in Matthew 22 in the King James Version, and it was biddeth. Biddeth. I was like, what is that? You know, because I know what bidding is. And, but when I looked up the word, it was an invitation. And that's what I found. I was like, okay. So, uh, you know, I, I got to jump back and forth sometimes. And that's how, how I study when I do study. But, uh, Matthew chapter 22. Uh, it's a parable. Jesus spoke a parable. And uh, I want to read it tonight. And I feel like uh, the Lord wants to minister to some of us about this parable and what it means and what it represents and what it's meant for me as a child of God. <clears throat> so the book of Matthew chapter 22 verse 1 says, And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding and they were not willing to come. I was an invitation. Invitation number one. I was an invite. So as we read on, it says again, he sent out other servants. This was the king. He's sending out other servants saying, tell those who are invited, see, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fatted cattle are killed and all things are ready to come to the wedding. But they made light of it and went their ways one to his own farm, and another to his business. And the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but for those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore, go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. 
So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. <clears throat> so he said to him, friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, bind him hand and foot. Take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. That's where I'll, I'll stop. Um, and reading this, reading this scripture, the, the words that were, the things that were standing out, the Lord was speaking to me about, and he may speak to some of us about, is the invitation. God is inviting us to a relationship with him. He's inviting us to, I mean, if you picture a wedding, there's, when you go to a wedding, there's, there's gifts, there's, there's food, and this king is talking about all these things that are there, and the same is with the kingdom of God. You know, as we come to God and we have invitation and he invites us to him and we begin to have relationship with him, there's gifts. There's gifts in that wedding. There's gifts in that relationship that will come. And what I've learned in the inviting process is, is it's, it seems to be, to me, it's, it's daily sometimes. You know, it's just because we've come to God and, and we've been called, just like a lot of these people here were called. We were called here. But once we've been called, then what? Because I've sat there for years. Years had passed and I'd sat there. And I felt like, okay, God had called me. He was calling me from prison. He was calling me here. And I didn't know what that was going to look like, but I knew that there was an invitation. And the invitation was not just from people of God, but God has an invitation that he gives us to our spirit. He's ministering to our spirit because there's something about us in the day that will say, I need to go to church today. That's an invitation. Or I need to pray today and I need to see God today. He's inviting you to fellowship with him. That's what he's asking you to do. And so as I'm reading these, I'm reading these scriptures, and, and I'm trying to allow this to, to get into my spirit and understand that when we become children of God and God's inviting us into the body of Christ and he's, he's placed us in the body and he's given us a purpose and he's called us somewhere, you know, you begin, if you're, if you're walking and living after God, there will start to be changes that start to take place. There will start to be uh, transitioning of your walk and your relationship with God. And in this inviting process, God, as God was inviting me in my life, and there was things that God was still saying, hey, I, I, I want to invite you. And it, it was an, an invitation. It's like this. If somebody invites you somewhere and says, here, I want to give you this invitation, what do we do? We take it. We look at it. Say, what time is it? Where is it at? Um, we start making all these preconceived notions and ideas of whether we are going to be able to attend this invitation. I mean, it, it is. And, and then, you know, if we're not careful, sometimes we're like, well, I got this to do. I got that to do. And the same is with God. You know, we, God is inviting us to certain things and, 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 and wants to put us in certain places in our lives. But sometimes we look at the invitation and we're like, I don't know about today, Lord. I don't know if today's possible. I, I mean, especially sometimes for myself, and I'll speak for myself. When it comes midweek, I'm tired, just like everybody else is. And I'm like, man, oh, the Lord, I knew tonight that the Lord was inviting me here tonight. I knew that I had to be here tonight. But in that invitation, I can say, Lord, 7 o'clock, I don't, I don't know. I'm tired. But what I've learned, though, 
by reading through the scripture and studying this that, uh, I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a lot of time to study, but I, I, I tried to, to, to pray and search what the, God, what the Lord was trying to put on my heart. And because the moment that I, I knew, it's like, okay, I, I, I was, you're asked something. The Lord is inviting you to say, hey, I would like you to speak to my people. I would like you to share in scripture what I want to say to my people. And if I'm not careful, I mean, I didn't, I, I, like I said, I didn't grow up in this life, so I'm like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? The only thing that I knew to do was pray. Okay, I'm, I, I need to talk to the Lord. I need to ask him, where do you want to direct me? Because I didn't want to just sit down, take some notes, and have like a prepared message. I'm not saying taking notes is bad, but I'm just, for myself, I was, uh, this is, this is what, I, what I was reading and I was trying to understand that the Lord is inviting us to a relationship with him. Okay, once we begin, we're called to him, we're called for way much more than just sitting on the furniture. God has a purpose for each and every individual, man, woman, and child. There is purpose. The invitation is an extended invitation to all his gifts, to his kingdom. And, and there's things, once you're invited into the body of Christ, God will start changing and rearranging things in your life. The pains that you have, God will give you joy. There's things that, that, that you can overcome through that invitation. Drug addiction can be overcome. Uh, loneliness can be overcome. There's just so many things that, that when we, we, we take this invitation and we, we apply it, because there's got to be an application process, you know, in, in, this, in this receiving part. You know, and, I, and I've learned this along the way, and a lot of things that I share with the body tonight are things that I've learned, things that the Lord has spoken to my life, and, you know, I know that some of us are new, and I still consider myself new to the Lord. You know, yeah, I, I'm st I, there's a lot of things that I'm learning, but we got to continue to learn. Just like Elder said a while ago, he's like, you know, sometimes we're like, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. I've heard that message before. And, and it's easy to, sk to, to skim past it or go by it. But as you read and you read over and over again, the Lord illuminates different things to you, sometimes through the same scripture. And I've learned that. I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, I was going through a season of this. I read this scripture at one time, but it meant something totally different for that season. And so, you know, I, I, I continue to read. And, and tonight I was reading this and I was like, I was like, man, how many times have we invited people to the house of God? We've given them invitations. Hey, bro, do you want to come to church tonight? They're like, oh, man, I don't, I don't know. I got, I got plans or you know, I got, I got something going on. And, but the invite is there. You know, the, God is always reaching through people. And, it's, and it's not, sometimes it's not through people. His spirit will reach to you. His, I, was in, I was in prison for almost five years. And I was sitting in there. And the Lord was reaching to me. There was not a bunch of inmates coming around to me saying, Hey, man, I want to talk to you about Jesus, brother. I want to talk to you about God because I think that you need him. No, that wasn't what was happening. Everything that I went through in life that we go through in life has a season. I had an experience with church in, out, and, but the Lord was, the Lord affected me in a way. I'd say there was a seed planted there that one time. And so as I was sitting there in prison for all these years, there was a ministering going on. There was an invitation the Lord was calling out to me and saying, I want a fellowship with you. I want relationship with you. 
I want to relieve you of some pains that you go through. I want to relieve you of some insecurities that you might have. And uh, the Lord was just dealing with me about all these things. It's like, Lord, how do I let go of those things? How do I accept an invitation? I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to expect because we can take an invitation. And sometimes there's, let's just put it this way. Somebody can give you an invitation to a wedding and you might ask what's going on over there. Are they drinking? Are they doing all kinds of other crazy stuff? Because some weddings are that way. And so, you know, I have to really, really look at that. But, you know, in, in the Lord inviting, and we know that the Lord has nothing but good gifts for his children. There's gifts that are there for us that he wants to give to each and every one of us. And those are the things that come as children of God, as the bride of Christ. He has gifts for us. And accepting that invitation, it's an, accept, it's an invitation that you want to receive. And it's an invitation that you want to take. But I'm going to tell you tonight, out of my experiences, I've often ex- have come across people who have told me certain things like, I can't do what you do. And I'm like, what do you mean? What is it that I do? It's not anything that I do on my own. Everything that I've done, God does through me. Everything that you do, God will do through you. God will give you a confidence. He will give you a strength and an ability to walk in him. He'll give you the courage to say what needs to be said when it needs to be said. And I've learned these things. I've learned these things. And I share them with you and I share them with the body because I wasn't always this way. You know, I, I mean, I, sometimes people are like, when they tell me stuff like, I can't believe that, that uh, you do the things that you do. I'm like, well, what is it that I do? I mean, I can remember all the things that I used to do. And people saying, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> but now it's like you're doing things for God and you're living for God. Right. And people still can't believe it. And I'm like, man, if you don't believe it, I'm going to tell you to believe this. Believe that the God that I serve is real. Yeah. If he had the ability to change my life, yeah. he can change your life. The way that he uses my life today, he will use each and every one of your lives. God has called us for way much more. Way much more. He's called us for a purpose. And I, and, and I feel that, you know, I feel just to be obedient to the call of God. And, you know, at the end of the scripture, what's, what's, what's amazing about it is it says, for many are called, but few are chosen. I was like, Wow. I had to ask myself the question, am I just being called or am I chosen? Because God can call us here, but are we chosen? And that's the question I had to ask myself. Am I, am I, am I chosen? What, how do I, how, how am I chosen? I mean, is it, what, you know, and I had to pray about all those things and talk to the Lord about that. Because being called, and, I mean, we can, we can be called to, to something and not participate. We can be called to attend an event. And sit there and tuned out. I experience this every, sometimes every Monday night in my anger management class. I see people tuned out. They're on their phones. We can be called there. But if we're not participants and we're not active in the body of Christ. You know, this, is, this goes, I speak for myself. And, and like I said, allow the Lord to speak to you. Allow it to get into your spirit. Because this is, for, this is mainly for myself. But I want to be active in the kingdom. I want to be active in the body of Christ. And there was times that sometimes that I had to learn patience in that. Because I sat there for two years, I think it was, in that chair. And uh, 
I was, I was questioning and praying and asking God. I'm like, what now? What happens now? Did you just call me here to sit in that one chair? Actually, I wasn't even sitting in that chair. I was sitting in the back. Because <laughs> that's where I started in the back. You know, I, 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 but the Lord called me here. And he, he's, he's, he's called each and every one of us here. And if you're a visitor tonight, you know, God has an invitation for you. He's inviting you to, to a relationship with him. He's inviting you to, to a fellowship with him, to get to, in a relationship where you, you begin to know his spirit. You begin to know his voice. And he'll speak to you every single day of your life. Every, this morning, I got up the moment my feet touched the ground. All of my words came out of my mouth were Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Those three words, they came right out of my mouth. I can't help it. I go to work today. That's what I think. See, the Lord's invitation in my life, I've accepted that. I've accepted it. And he's not going to force it upon you. He will not force his invitation. He will not force himself into your life. He will not do that. You have an opportunity to accept, an opportunity to receive. The word of God is true. And, you know, some, uh, as I was reading here, I'll, I'll read it. I'm going to read it here. It was, um, um, let me find it. It says, it says in chapter 8, chapter, Matthew chapter 2, verse 22, verse 8, it says, Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready. But those who were invited were not worthy. You know, sometimes we, when we come to God, we feel that way. I'm not worthy or I'm not ready. Um, I'll go to church when I'm ready. I'll go to church when I fix this first. And, you know, I don't want to be halfway in and, and halfway out. You know, it, it, I said those things. And, and, and reading that, you know, it's like, when are we ever going to be ready? When do we say, you know, we, I've I had to come to that point where I said, you know what, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. What does that mean? And I, and I encourage you, ask yourself that question. What is it going to take for you? Or are we still feeling like we're not worthy? Because today, I mean, I'm not a perfect man, but I feel like the, God, the Lord has given me worth. He has given me purpose and I don't have the feelings that I felt so tremendously in my life early on of unworthiness. I'm not worthy. I'm not grateful. I'm not thankful. Why should I be? What do I have to be thankful for? And I, 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 we serve a great God. We serve a loving God. We serve a merciful God. I don't care what you go through in your life, the pains that you feel. We serve a God that will take all that away. The tears that we shed, oh man, they bring a healing upon you. They'll bring a peace into your life. And I didn't understand that at first. When I came to God and I seen everybody crying, I was like, what are they crying about? Why are they crying? I didn't know. And then I started hearing the music and I started feeling something. I started feeling the spirit of God just starting to touch me and work in me. What is that? I started crying. I felt it. I felt a release. I felt a breaking of some chains. I felt Lord was giving a direction, putting, giving purpose. 
But we don't know sometimes where that's going to go. We want to know the end result right away. But it starts at the beginning. I started in the back, ended up in it. The Lord is going to move you. The Lord is going to take you. We have to accept that invitation of him in our life. And every once in a while, a man of God will call upon you. And sometimes it's just an introduction. Hey, stand up and introduce yourself. Say hi. It's not that big of a deal. I used to think that it was, but. But I'm thankful today, you know, and, and there, was a, there was something else that I read in the scripture here. I highlighted it. It was, a, oh, Matthew chapter 22, verse 3. And the king, he sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding, and they were not willing to come. Not willing to come. We have that today in this day and age. There's people that we are inviting, but they're not willing to come. They're not ready to come. They want nothing to do with that invitation. I don't know why. I hear it all the time. They'll tell me, I don't know why you go to church two times a week. I'm like, church ain't just two times a week for me, brother. <laughs> church is every day. You know, we got to fellowship the Lord every single day. He's inviting us to relationship with him every single day. We have to do that on a daily basis. I just Wednesdays and I just Sundays. I've learned that myself, you know, because when I first came out of prison, I was just kind of coasting, you know, just like I'm going to go to church on Wednesday. I'm going to go to church on Sunday. But I realized, no, God has such a deeper purpose for each and every one of us. Each and every one of us has a story. God's brought each and every one of you from something. He's delivered you from something. And you can reach a people that have may have experiences the same things that you've experienced. I can reach out to a lot of gang members and drug addicts. They seem to, I mean, some people seem to, it seems like a lot of the conversations that I have with people, they always ask me about prison. I'm like, why would you think something like that? <laughs> you know, but, uh, it, it, but it's, I look at it this way. I'm like, okay, Lord, we're, we're going to use that because that's what's opening the door for conversation so this opens the door for conversation but I don't shy away from it I used to I used to I was like man how are people going to look at me how are people going to perceive me to be but I've learned here at the at Life Church that I've never felt judged I've never felt like somebody was looking at me a certain type way and and that I didn't fit in and and sometimes we're coming to churches to fit in where do I fit in you know, and, and man, I want to fit in with the king. That's where I want to fit in with. You know, and, and allowing my relationship to be with the king, he's allowed me to have a relationship with each and every one of you guys. I'm thankful for each and every one of you guys accepting me for who I am. But the Lord is doing great things. But uh, I felt the Lord sharing that. Uh, the Lord put that in my heart. You know, um, in this invitation, I just want to say this before I close, but it's in this invitation. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't stop and the acceptance of the invitation. It doesn't stop there. It's just the beginning. It is just the, it is just the beginning. Uh, and, and, and the moment that you take on his name and you go into the waters of baptism in the name of Jesus Christ and you have the blood of Christ applied to your life, God will use you and he will use you in such a mighty way that you have to allow him to. Because it is so easy to say, I can't do it. I can't do what you do. 
I can't say what you say. I can't stand up there and do, say all those things. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. We serve a God that will allow you to do that. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be beautiful. But there's something that God has placed in each and every one of us that he wants to share with his people. And I just want to share that tonight. God bless you. And thank you. Amen. Aren't you thankful tonight? I feel the inviting of the Spirit of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Before I release you tonight, it's always wonderful when Bishop and Sister Schoonover are here. And, uh, you know, they're probably in church more than all of us. So I don't know that it's because they need it more than all of us. I just think they just, I'm not saying they do. Don't misunderstand me. It's because we need them. And so uh, when they get to be with us, we're thankful that they're here. And I know if they had their way, they'd be with everyone every time everybody got together. That's just not possible. And so we're thankful when it works that. We get to hold on to them for a night or a day or amen. And so uh, before we go, I'm just going to ask Bishop to come. And if he wants to share something, he will. And if he, amen. Might take a couple minutes. Honey, why don't you come up and say hi? <laughs> we miss you terribly. I'll make you something for that. Cook him some food. Yep. He's working. I'm so glad to be here, and I feel that way just as Elder Hart was speaking, that I wish sometimes it was just one service and everybody there, because I see your faces and I pray for you often. And um, I've not gotten past the, um, when I don't, I'm at different churches every week, and we are in many services, but um, when I haven't been there and someone says, um, oh, I'm so glad you're here today. Where have you been? Or, you know, they don't even say where they've been. Have you been well? Or, you know, and they don't, a lot of people don't fully understand or visiting. I haven't gotten past the guilt, like I have to explain something to them all the time. Like, yeah, um, they have no idea. And, you know, that's my flesh. I've never outgrown that. My flesh is still very strong, and I have to constantly pray to kill it and just walk forward in what God would have us to do. So God bless you. I'm very glad to be here. Thank you, dear. Uh, if I could just keep you for five minutes, I want to read something to you. The Apostle Peter had something on his mind. And uh, I'm guessing he probably may have tried to approach this a couple of times, but maybe step back away from it. No, this isn't the right time. It's not the right time to ask him. But he made his way back. And this thing that was weighing on his mind, he asked the Lord. In Matthew 18 and 21, I, I can just read it to you, if, unless you want to look it up. Then came Peter to him and said, 
Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till like seven times? Now, I'm thinking he probably was running the numbers and thinking, should I say like three times? Should I say, no, he might ask that of me. Maybe five times? And then he worked his, finally he concluded, surely he would not expect this. Until seven times? And the Lord said, oh, of course not. Not seven times, but until 70 times, seven times. I could see Peter's knees going weak. Because in his mind, he's pretty sure, I think he had some things, an account. That one of his brothers had offended him again and again. Probably the same thing, again and again. And enough is enough. You ever been there? Surely God would not expect me to continue in this situation and forgive again and forgive again and forgive again. Now, I don't want to go on and read the rest of the, uh, the account. He begins to back this up now with, uh, you know, a servant uh, who forgave and or, you know, needed forgiveness, but then he refused to give himself. Um, but we get the idea that God expects us to live in a place of eternal forgiveness. Now, eternal is probably too strong of a word, but I couldn't come up with another one. In other words, ongoing, not stopping. Well, perpetual. Thank you very much. Perpetual, like perpetual forgiveness. Now, I don't know if I would get into a uh, contract with somebody again. But the idea of living in a life of perpetual forgiveness, that's what seven times 70 is. Now, what's interesting to me is God would never ask of me. Something he would not do himself. One of the most beautiful places in scripture that I love to read is in the book of Genesis about a man by the name of Joseph. Whose brothers had treated him so severely and then become separated from them and and coming to a place in his life where he was standing before them again. And having resolved that the, the path that was taken and the ill treatment of his brothers was actually what landed him in the place of God's fulfillment in his life. And when he finally was able to wrestle through all of that, and it was a wrestling match, he comes to the place of revealing to his brothers it was not you that sent me here. It was God. And this was all according to his purpose. But if you were to go back and, you know, put yourself in Joseph's shoes and he's being treated the way he is. And the scripture bears out and says, and they hated him. 
And then something would happen and they hated him the more. And it just continued to get worse and worse and worse. But yet here we have an account of a man that over time and as God dealt with him and he responded to God's dealing with him, he was able to embrace those brothers and tell them, it wasn't you that did this to me. It was God. And now, you know, here's his plan revealed. I want to I want to quote two scriptures to you. I want you to finish them for me. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, some translations use the word just and some use the word righteous. A righteous man falleth seven times and gets back up again. Now, I don't know really that the intent of this word is to say, look, you only got seven chances at this. But I get the idea that that same righteous man that when he prays fervently and it availeth much, that same righteous man can fall and get back up and fall and get back up and fall. Almost like he is perpetually getting back up. This is the God that we serve. Amen. God bless you. It's good to be here. Let's stand and be dismissed. Time for donuts and coffee. We're thankful for the word that was shared here tonight, Father. The invitation that you have given to us to come up higher, to come to a banquet that's prepared for us, Lord. We're thankful for the anointing of your spirit upon lives of believers, individuals, vessels in this room, Lord. Going into every community, Father. Being used of you, Lord, as servants in your mighty hand. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Praise God. God bless you. Greet your brother. Greet your sister.